Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I like how Jenna, Seth, and I are all dancing while the while the commercial is <laughs> running. What? It's what we do. Right. And uh, what? Okay. Welcome to the Galactic Trip, everyone. We are here to uh, satisfy your sci-fi fantasy entertainment needs. I'm Jenna. I'm Bill. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. And I'm Chris. We're going to talk about a couple of series today, both The Outsider, which is a little bit older, but worth discussing, and uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Um, I have been personally watching uh, The Outsider and I'm familiar with it because it is based off of a Stephen King novel, which is one of my favorite authors. It came out in 2020, I think. Yep. And basically, it's a mystery paranormal thriller in which a detective in a small town who thinks he has caught a child killer in their midst finds so much conflicting uh, evidence that he is actually afraid that the killer is still out there about to do other things. Mm. Mm. Creepy. Yes, it, it is. It is pretty creepy and diabolical, which is, I mean, that's Stephen King's MO is a good, is a good mythology, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of drew me to this. Are there multiple seasons? Uh, there the one, it's a miniseries, but yeah, go oh, ahead, Jen. Gotcha. There was going to be a second season, but they didn't. It didn't get picked up. Um, but it should be able to end just one with one. Okay. And um, the way that Stephen King sometimes ends things, <laughs> but basically, it brings together uh, a cast of people who are, you know, they're policemen, a PI, um, people who are like science should prevail in this, but why does, with all of this technology, the case not make sense? Mm -hmm. uh, because what they find is that this coach who was accused of killing another child, who they had video, there were witnesses, he was actually out of town on vacation, and there were witnesses, and, you know, plenty and video. Yeah, yeah he had a strong alibi. Strong alibi. But before his case could even be discussed, uh, he was shot by the brother of the kid that he supposedly killed. So people just want to let it be. But the detective who his, his own son had died for a reason that, you know, isn't discussed in the beginning. Uh, he's afraid that he got this guy all this attention. His family is, you know, being threatened and bullied. Uh, because they arrested this guy in public, and now that he's dead, people still think, "Hey, he's, you know, his family are terrible people for harboring him." And but if this killer is still out there, we have to catch him or her. Yeah, so and it, you know, with yeah. with the main with 
with the bad guy. So Terry, Terry is the name of the person that they think did this. Is the, the coach, which is Jason Bateman. Bateman which Jason anything Bateman. does is pretty good. Yeah. So this was one of the cooler ones where we get to see Jason Bateman in a more uh, serious film. Uh, a man convicted of, you know, well, allegedly did whatever crime and never really gets his real day in court. So his punishment is, you know, murdered by someone else and and everyone kind of wants to move on. And and Ben Mendelsohn plays, you know, one of the, the detectives or like, what's his, like he's a detective, right, Jenna? Yep, detective, uh, which people recognize him as the bad person in, um, or the bad guy in the oh, Star Wars. Oh, one. Yeah. But actually, uh, we should play the trailer so people have a better idea of what we're talking about and get the faces yeah. of, this, of this mystery. Yeah, all right, let's take a look at that trailer. I'm sorry. Hey, Lori, Lori, no, no, no. You need to what go. What's he doing with him? I'm as baffled by this conflicting evidence as you are. Did you kill my son, Terry? Look at him. Terry murdered a child. Everything he does after that is like he's begging us to catch him. What kind of criminal does that? He didn't do it. The evidence and the counter evidence. I'm struggling with that. Where are you going with all of this? Is that Terry Maiden? 70 miles away. The same day, the same time as Frankie Peterson was murdered. A human being cannot exist in two realities at the same time. I didn't kill that kid, Raul. When the facts are filled with coincidences, don't dismiss those coincidences. I have no tolerance for the unexplainable. Well then, sir, you'll have no tolerance for me. All she's asking is that we keep an open mind. You keep your mind open. I'm just going to look for facts, evidence, dumb cop shit like that. I think you should drop the investigation. If you don't, I feel like something very bad is going to happen. Something bad has already happened. If you can't get yourself to really believe then you're a danger to everyone else. When I was a kid, I didn't believe in anything. Not God, not the devil. There's <laughs> something else out there. It was worse than I ever imagined. Right. So how far so, into how, how supernatural horror does this get, Jenna? Uh, it gets into definitely, uh, it starts out as a great just thriller, but then it goes more and more into unknown supernatural, supernatural entities. Yeah, have you finished it, Jenna? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. So the you, you come to this point where you're not sure if it's a person that you're looking for at some or, point. You get this, or what thing mm -hmm. are you looking for? Um, and as they continue to get closer and closer to what we would call the truth of of who committed these these crimes, it does get darker and darker and darker. I wouldn't classify it necessarily as as maybe horror uh, so much as just the, the thriller and suspense and, and the sci science fiction around um, you know what what entity is this that that committed these crimes and and ultimately um, when you get to the end, it, it does all kind of make sense and it's wrapped together and put together in a bow but it also i think leaves some open questions like are there others like this being this person that that's out there now there may be a conflict for some people because if you've seen the horror movie smile that came out in 2022 <laughs> yep. you might be like oh this is like a rip off of that because smile the plot line is you know there's this demonic entity that causes people to kill themselves in five days so people are tracing, you know, in the in that movie at one point, they trace these series of suicides and crime records. And in yep. this uh, show, you're tracing a series of murders. But I'd have to say, since the book came out in 2018, that meaning King probably started writing it in 2016, it might have just been sister topics that have developed at the same time. Yeah. Well, it, and I, I did see Smile, and I—I I don't know. I personally wouldn't have drawn it together in that in that way, but I could see where people would. Hmm. What were you saying, Charles? Oh, well, you had me wondering about something. This is probably completely left field, and probably doesn't even apply. Back, uh, uh, Colin Wilson once wrote a book called *The Outsider*, and he's the guy that then later wrote *Space Vampires*. <laughs> hmm. But. The Outsider was his original book. I haven't seen the Stephen King movie, so I might just be talking. But but he um, basically he profiles fictional characters from like murdered mysteries and stuff like Dostoevsky and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and the gist was, as I remember it, and at one time I thought it was one of the greatest books I'd ever read. I don't know if I would still, you know, because I'm a lot <laughs> older. But uh, was that. Once you've stepped outside, whatever that is, the outside, the harder it is, the harder you try to get back in, the more of an outsider you become. Uh, and so it kind of goes to the madness of multiple characters. So I, I, I suspect that there's a little of that in, in this without having seen it. Uh, a little bit. It's got to be a psychological thriller of some sort anyway, right? But... So I can see that in the the trail of death that comes from these horrific crimes and that the pe people are either just trying to make things right again by getting the supposed killer. Which yeah, there's, there's a struggle in this fight to make sense of it. Yeah. Um, because that that is one of the things, and it does make worse as people try to, to your point, Jenna, make things right, um, yeah. or find their peace, and they force it because um, there's no which, other explanation. Which creates more pain and destruction that this thing we find out feeds on. Yes. Like yeah, that's point. true. Yeah, you're right. But it's. Oh. 
anytime. So I had the chance to see Stephen King live at a book talk. And it was actually the last book in the series of Mr. Mercedes, which has also Holly, the PI that's in this series. She mm -hmm. seems to cross some of his books now, kind of like the character Flag did, who is a supervillain, an unnatural paranormal supervillain. And it's, he basically said that what struck him as a child was the case of Starkweather and his girlfriend who people who don't know, he was a serial killer who went across Nebraska in what, the 50s, 60s? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. And he said as a child, he saw the news article and they saw a picture of this guy and he saw those eyes, just empty, dark, like evil. And he wanted to explore what that evil was in its various forms so he could avoid being that becoming that and it, it really the the villain in this is about as dark and evil as you can go compared to flag hmm. so if you're interested in a murder mystery thriller it, it definitely keeps you going like like chris says he sat down and ended up binging it i i can't yeah. watch less than two episodes in a row i would have watched all by now but i'm i'm watching it with my husband so <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a top thriller sci-fi. So, so how did he mention? How did he mention the the Nebraska murder spree? Uh, Starkweather. When he saw a photo of uh, when King was talking at this book talk, he said when he saw Starkweather and the photo of him and that absolute evil. Okay. Yeah, that was. That's it. what inspired him to figure out how to not be evil well, like that. So no, you I had to again off the wall, but also worth mentioning that it's a Bruce Springsteen album about Charles Stark weather. At least the song is Nebraska. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of his least well-received songs, <laughs> <laughs> but it's out there. Go figure. <laughs> what was it? That was like that around 2000 or something. But uh, yeah, that's what it says. So yeah, if you want a listening treat about serial killer. <laughs> wow. There you, go. If you want an audio <laughs> treat about a guy who killed a lot of people. Yeah. Not to mention rape. Rape and murder. Not a phrase you hear often. If you want a treat. <laughs> But yeah, it, so it, it was good. It was a good thriller, um, all the way down to the ending, and you get you get somewhat a measure of uh, closure, and um, they do get to the bottom of the truth, I guess, as far as what Terry did or didn't do. Um, he was involved, and answers get questioned for people that have had questions for a long time, particularly uh, Holly. Um, so yeah, it was good. All right. So recommended watch. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, yeah. shall we shall we move on to uh, Strange New Worlds? Yeah, I have a beef with the third episode of Strange New Worlds, but Bill, why don't you kick it off? Well, um, yeah. So um, we're uh, three episodes into Strange New Worlds right now, and um, we've seen um, three. Uh, really different episodes uh, so far. The first one, um, 
first one, uh, people who are familiar with the original series uh, uh, probably won't believe this, but um, Spock steals the Enterprise. Um, right. Um, yep. So you would think that uh, the second time he does that in the original series, they'd kind of be on to him a little faster, right? <laughs> <laughs> But he do this again. No. Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't possibly. Uh, so, so that's the first one. And that's, that's uh, really good, really fun. Uh, and introduces us to the uh, ship's new chief engineer, which uh, is an alien, uh, a lanthanite, which we haven't heard of this species before, but they are apparently very long lived. They live for several thousands of years. And um, this chief engineer has been living on the planet earth uh for uh, at least a thousand years i guess um uh when she um gets uh, onto the enterprise so um so that's our first introduction to her uh the second episode of the season is a courtroom drama involving uh, number one who's been arrested because they found out that um her uh her uh, dna has been genetically modified um, along the lines of Khan Noonien Singh. Um, and that's um, illegal in the Federation. And so uh, she not only uh, did she do that, uh, but she also lied on her application to the Federation and just posed as a normal human. So, so she's been arrested and um, they're going to try her in court. And so that was a very good one. Um, I thought a lot of good parallels to uh, what we're seeing going on uh, today yeah. in um, uh, a particular class or type of individual that's being marginalized uh, in the courts and stuff. So uh, that was a good one. Seth, it looks like you had a question. Yeah. Uh did she modify her genetics or were they modified from birth? So are they like trying her from to, birth? Yeah, her parents are they trying her for concealing it or for they're concealing it. Okay. They, but they they we can we can dive into that a little bit more too, because she does the person, the attorney who is uh defending her in this case does a really good job drawing out those specifics um yeah. of the whole thing. And yeah, that, it's like a Star Trek Law and Order episode. Yeah. So we're getting more at the civil rights of this issue yes. than, yep. uh, than we might have been in uh, the episode where uh, Data's free will is on trial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the, uh, the most recent episode was a time travel episode. Um, and we go to an, in, um, a, an alternate timeline where, surprise, surprise, James T. Kirk is captain of the Enterprise. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> well, we go to an alternate timeline where what? not only is he the captain of the Enterprise, though. I mean, isn't that just the future? Hold, hold on, guys. We need we need to throw up this spoiler warning that yeah. uh, <laughs> yes, that we're gonna see Captain Kirk as spoiler, well. but not spoilers. Uh, yes, know, that, that, I don't know that that's much of a spoiler because it is in the. <laughs> the, uh, the preview the episode yeah. preview i guess but yeah, yeah no it's so jenna to answer your question um uh, yes uh captain or james t kirk is captain of the enterprise uh in the future uh that's like nine ten years in the future uh but we haven't jumped into the future uh we're in the same exact 
time that we were in just a moment before something changes. But now hmm. all of a sudden, instead of Pike uh, sitting in the chair, it's uh, James T. Kirk. Super yes. young. Did he steal the Enterprise? <laughs> no. Well, and not just that, though. It's a different it's a different world world at this point right the the romulans if i remember correctly were basically painted as on the verge of like extinction or like they're getting completely wiped out um they were actually coming to the federation where to kirk for help but then they're not allies or something it was like a whole cluster of yeah uh, it was it's united yeah. earth federation is that what they called it yeah united earth federation which is actually uh what uh the federation was called in one of the original series episodes um, yeah united oh, earth ship enterprise really yeah yeah um yeah so in this one it's uh in the in the third episode the time travel episode uh when we get to the alternate timeline uh the romulans are they've about wiped out the federation and they're about to destroy vulcan and uh we actually see a captain spock on board a vulcan ship yeah, that's what um, it was. Yeah. yeah, hailing the Enterprise and Captain Kirk and asking for the Federation's help in fighting the Romulans because they're about to lose the war and Vulcan is going to be conquered and destroyed. And uh, uh, basically, Kirk responds that, you know, we got our own issues. We're, we can't afford to be fighting the Romulans on two fronts. We're about to lose ourselves right now. So, you know, best of luck, but sorry you're on your own. Hmm. And we find out that um, in this particular timeline, uh, Kirk wasn't born in Iowa on Earth. Um, born in space. He was born in space because the Earth is kind of uninhabitable due to some uh, disaster that uh, happened in the past. Due to gestures broadly at the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. So, uh, yeah, so uh, three, three uh, vastly different uh, episodes. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, I think they're kind of good in that they kind of harken back to some of the greatest episodes, I think, um, that Star Trek's done. The time travel episode, you know, I think back to um, City on the Edge of Forever um, in the original series uh, with so the Guardian of Forever, right? Right. I'm gonna barrel into my rant here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go on. Here's my issue with this episode: right. is as as you know, Strange New Worlds goes through each episode's kind of its own, mostly yeah. self-contained story as they progress through their exploration of space or whatever, and then they throw in this this time episode that that to me was kind of irritating because it basically said the entire future as you know it or your timeline as you know it is fundamentally changed because of an incident in the past and the best they could do is go back and get um sing uh and and bring her to a different timeline and then bring them both apparently back to the past to fix an issue if they don't fix this issue it's like you know everything changes and, and my whole thing was that is like who's coordinating this like who's planning this because to me it was kind of garbage if that was the <laughs> for something that was going to have that big of an impact on the future 
and and so I as much as the the episode kind of somehow find a found a way to tidy things up and put a bow on it, uh, yeah. it that that box should have never existed in the first place. I, right. I guess it's like okay, let's just throw in like this is existential, like this will be the end of Starfleet and, and everybody if you don't go back and fix this. It just seems kind of random. Like I could deal with a time episode that doesn't have that kind of implications. Like maybe we we're trying to fix something small in the past or something like this, but this was like somebody really threw off the trajectory, and it's by happenstance it seems like walking down the the hallway. Spoiler warnings. Um, <laughs> this time travel agent plops down in front of her is like take this device and and that device takes her somewhere else and then she goes back and like what was the whole point of kirk being there he gets spoiler right. warning okay kirk gets killed in this episode gets shot and yeah. like, he couldn't he it didn't matter whether he was there or not it, it just didn't Singh could have been the only one there and and dealt yeah. with this so what was what was his point of being there yeah. other than to be an emotional support person for for her to lean on, and so I just I don't know. Well, I think because he's trying to get into her pants. Yeah, that that was what they were trying to do. They were like, "Yeah, let's make this a romantic thing." Yeah, well, and I think I think part of that was the fact that because of the trauma she suffered at the hands of the Gorn as a child, she is very distant and can't really form connections with anyone. Um, She doesn't do well with human interpersonal. Uh, connections and so we see her growth I think in that respect in this episode as she spends this time with James Kirk they get to know one another and she starts she has she's forced because of this thing to work closely with him and uh, she begins to see that you know this is not such a bad thing and that um, they, she starts having feelings for him and vice versa. And um, it's a terrible example that she And then they okay. kill her. So now she's got to go back to her timeline, having made a connection with somebody who then gets shot, killed right in front of her. And she's just got to kind of deal with it. Like, yeah. And well, and we see that she's not doing so well dealing with it because she's just she's like not. balling her head off. And then, uh, you know, sobbing because she's lost the one person that she actually had connection with that she's been uh, able to develop a connection with. And then she decides to, you know, pick up the phone and call her ex, I guess, so to speak. Right. Because <laughs> mm. She calls the, the Captain Kirk from her real timeline um, because she she feels that she needs to have somebody to talk to. And uh so she calls over a, a made-up thing. She goes, I need to uh, fix. There's a, a missing birth date in your brother's record. His, his, birth, brother, his birth location, yeah. Yeah, his brother serves on board the Enterprise, Sam Kirk. Damn. And so she calls to get his birth location because it's missing from the files, and she's the security officer. And so they, they kind of have a little bit of a conversation. Of course, this Kirk doesn't has never met her, doesn't know her, you know. Yeah, so Kirk's thinking like, oh, God, what did Sam do now? I can fix it. <laughs> Tell me what he did. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but we see a, a bit of a spark there in that, um, you know, they kind of have a little bit of rapport even in that short little call. And he says, well, next time 
were together on a star base, look me up and I'll tell you some good Sam stories kind of a thing. So I think there's uh, some potential for uh, maybe a, a real relationship to develop there, maybe down the road. So the one thing, so the whole reason this episode existed was because what happened is um, the, it turns out that the Romul, it was the Romulans that were going back in time. were yeah. trying to mess with uh, Earth's uh, development in developing like warp technology and all that other stuff. So you, we had all these, like in our time, it'd be like all these random uh, terrorist attacks that blow up some random building or whatever, or it destroys a bridge. And it was really the Romulans the whole time trying to interfere with our technological progress. Right. Uh, so one of the Romulans had modified their ears and hanging out on, on Earth and what she was trying to do was okay if we can't stop them from the technological stuff i'm gonna go and uh what release con and right. so because sings is is kind of like her it's not her it's her grant her grandfather or like great it's great her grandfather. uh it's it's laon's uh great great grandfather i think yeah, because she's a she's his ancestor. Yeah, that's where the whole history that comes from. But so yeah, so in this in this episode, they're going down this hallway, and she's thinking like, you know, where are you taking me? I'm not going to help you do this. She goes, Oh no, I got another idea. We're gonna go. We're gonna go get Khan, uh, which is her ancestor. And so, a um, couple weird things happen there. Is like, okay, so now you have Khan uh, near the end of this episode, who's just a child at this time. We come to find out there's several more of them, which we kind of know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was always kind of curious because she leaves him in the room with the gun. I don't recall her picking up the gun. No, she didn't. So she leaves Khan in the room. So I was like, maybe they'll come back to that because she's about, you know, she considers the mission complete. She stopped the robbery right. and she went back to her time. But right. I was like, wait, she just left that kid in the room with a gun and the door open. Right. It was clearly like secured and, and locked. And you and would think was- as a security officer, that would be. Right. Catch number one. Like, how, do you, how do you let that go? Right. Um, right. So I, I don't know. I, I had concerns around that. And then also, so the person you mentioned before, the the Lant- Lanthanite. Yeah. Carol. Hella. Kelly. Yeah. So she uh, she's lived hundreds of years. Think of her like Guinan, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. She's been around forever. So she ends up finding her and is the reason that she actually ends up going into engineering. Um, uh and uh, but I was expecting, and I felt like this was a missed opportunity. At the end, when when um, the security officer goes to the bridge to check to see if this is her reality again, and she does have Pike there, um, but uh, the last night's there too. And I, I there there could have been a moment where she looks at at Singh um, to do like this acknowledgement thing, and it never happened. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that she was there on the bridge talking to Pike, and it could have been she was sitting there waiting for her. Right. Yeah. Right. And it never, it never happened. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that, I thought was, that was a missed opportunity. Although, well, yeah. Right. Because that part of the timeline did not get a would not have been erased. Right. Because she yeah. set that timeline, so that right. would have been her when she went forward. 
So Again, I wonder the whole problem with the timelines, but yeah, you know, it almost makes me want to go back and watch the first episode of the season when Pelia gets introduced and she's up on the bridge and walking around the ship to see if she ran into Laan then and there was any kind of note of you know right. weird recognition. Because thing. at this point, she would have she would have known she was from the future, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's been around long enough. She probably would have seen these oddities, but at at some point, you would expect there to be like, you know. She knows she's going to show up on a bridge one day, and it's like, okay, you've had your event, yeah, and just wanted to acknowledge that you know you did the right thing and everything worked out just fine. Yeah, they didn't do any of that, so it's like she wouldn't have forgotten her. I wouldn't have thought no, because that you wouldn't forget somebody that knew everything about you and is your reason for going and that you were an alien and then yeah. told you that you're from the future trying to fix the timeline, mm-hmm. uh, an existential threat kind of a thing. However. It, it, to that point, though, would would Pelia necessarily know when she sees Laon that Laon has gone back and and fixed the past? That's what, I mean, that's what I don't know, and that's yeah. that's where the that's where the struggle because at some point though they never acknowledge it that, right. that she went back to talk to her. Right. So I I was hoping that there would be that acknowledgement there, and I think that yeah. would have been a nice full circle thing but yeah and and you know i think to that point chris too is that at the end of the episode um a uh, person from the federation's future that belongs to the uh division of uh temporal enforcement um comes back time traveler people yeah yeah and tells her you know good job you fixed the past great um you realize that you can't talk about this to anyone or mention it to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. But it would seem to me that she could talk to it to Pelia. Yeah. So that so after that scene, I was waiting then if it didn't happen on the bridge, right? So yeah. then I was waiting for her door to, to like ring and say somebody was there. And yeah. it was Pelia coming in right. to talk to her about it. You know, hey, I just wanted to, you know, can we talk about the last time that I saw you or or I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I thought that was going to be another opportunity there since they brought that up, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. I felt like that was a miss. There was something there that could have tied it together. Oh, it might still happen, though. But I, I, I'm just thinking that it might have to be Laon initiated it. Yeah. Because otherwise, Pelia might be afraid that she'd alter something. Because, yeah, Laon does have the watch. She That's still, right. She, she had the watch that they had to modify. Right. And so maybe that comes up and, uh, you know, maybe Pelia sees it and then knows, you know, I, I don't know. Which was which was kind of interesting to me because we saw the Star Trek episode on Friday night and we saw Indiana Jones on Saturday. And in both movie, both shows, um, we see Pelia, who's like got all these she's like an antiquities dealer kind of a thing. Of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. And because yeah. she's lives, you know, on Earth for thousands of years, so she's yeah. collected all of this stuff. So she she has an antiquities shop, basically selling stuff. And uh, a watch is a, a key component in that. And the same thing kind of happens in Indiana Jones. So, um, you know, I'm watching that and I'm thinking, I got this strange sense of deja vu here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was it was that aside that the time traveling one always brings up debates and questions. I think. Sure. Um, but I have thoroughly enjoyed the 
the season so far, episode two was great because they not only um, episode two was definitely a departure from the normal space travel and gun battle, ship battles, and all that kind of like, like they depart from that and address uh, issues of persecution, um, you know, marginalizing a group of people. But they didn't just just say and keep a short and sweet. The whole episode was dedicated in approving these points. Yeah. Um, in a very methodical method that at first became questionable. And by the time you get to the end of the episode, it becomes really clear on how this case was argued to show that that Starfleet over time had put in these these laws that ignored, you know, the actual experience that these people went through, um, you know, being banned and, and viewed in the way they were. And they basically said it's okay to be um you know, it's okay to be basically racist and prejudiced against these people. Right. It's okay to it's okay to treat them like crap. It's okay to do all these things because Starfleet says they're bad people, and and that's what their that's what their laws had. And what happens is in the end, um, you know, they try to even get Pike on some charges as well, and and uh, for basically harboring somebody that he knew was not allowed to be in Starfleet. Um, so after they basically prove the point in the, the prejudice or, or someone who's uh, seeking amnesty, um, in Starfleet's code of, uh, you know, all their regulations, it's, a, it's up to the captain's discretion whether or not they give someone amnesty. So they basically, you know, they, they, they put, they, they, she built a picture of what was happening to these people. And then in joining Starfleet was kind of their way to not only prove themselves, but also to get away from all these horrible things that were happening to them. Right. And Kirk, knowing, was protecting her, not saying anything to anyone else, giving her a sign. Um, and that's kind of how they, they kind of wrap it up. Now, what didn't happen is it was a small victory for the person being persecuted, but it didn't. they didn't ultimately change the law. And that's what they were hoping to go for. That would have been like the best thing to do was not not judge these people by what their culture was by what what they what they did just because you as a society society don't agree with it right um, they didn't get that change but they said that it's, it's a first step and there's optimism towards that they could start thinking in that manner but right no. now they're just going to take it off of individual circumstances mm-hmm. yeah but if we remember clear in the clear in the future in uh, deep space nine, Julian Bashir still catching flack for it, so yeah, <laughs> and that may be why they didn't change it. That's true for the uh, continuity of the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there uh, one of the other things that I thought was good about that episode is they talked about um, the the people um, on uh, Number One's homeworld. I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, how the people that <clears throat> were <clears throat> excuse me were augments. Mm-hmm. Um, were separated out from those that weren't. Uh, but there were certain people whose augments weren't detectable. Right. And those people were able to masquerade as, quote, normal and and go with the other people. And um, so there was, it came out through the trial that there was definitely some animosity there Um uh, for those people that just kind of went along with things, even though they would normally have been marginalized as well, because they could more easily blend in as normies, um, they got a, they got away with it, 
and um, they weren't. And so I think that kind of goes back to, uh, uh, you know, things where people are, are trying to deny maybe what they are just to blend in and get along and not create waves. And uh, so I thought, I thought it was a good episode on multiple levels from that perspective. And it showed, you know, all different sides of that, that equation and how that plays out in people's lives. And I thought it was really good the way they, they handled it. So, um, yeah, I encourage people to check it out if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Each, each episode I'll say is, you know, they felt like two hour long episodes. There was a lot to go on. Yeah. Um, they all kind of have their own deep meaning. So, uh, they're all pretty good. At the time when I have my own ramps are just because it opens up too many oddities and, and yeah. what ifs and things like that. But that's like every time one. Right. Um, but the first two episodes are great. The third one is still really good. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, threw a chair out the window by the time we get to the end. <laughs> I was looking for some stuff. I was like, give me something to love it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't quite get there. So um, uh, if anything, it should have been maybe a special two-parter and they should have done more with it. I, I don't know. Uh, it yeah. felt like too big of a deal to cram into one episode. And so we'll see what happens in, in, in episode four, right? Um, we'll have to watch episode four and see how much they just act like it never happened. <laughs> okay, if they do not circle back to any of that this season, I'm going to be pissed, Bill. Yes. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, fair I'm enough. Looking, I'm looking forward to the Lower Decks crossover. Yes. Yeah, I wonder when yes. that's coming. <clears throat> I know it's not the next episode, or at least it doesn't seem to be the next episode. I, I did see the preview for it on the... Um, ready room with will wheaton um so it looks interesting um we'll have to see what it's about not enough really there this this last one the preview you you knew it was a time travel episode based on the preview so going into it we kind of knew what to expect this this new one based on the scene i can't quite tell what it's going to be about or what's going to happen so <laughs> yeah so all right well uh any last minute thoughts comments no, right. no. Check them out. Tell us yeah. what you think. Yeah. Are you watching Strange New Worlds? Did the Outsider freak you out? Outsider freaked gonna... me out. I enjoyed it. If you have a favorite episode, favorite character, let us know. <clears throat> all right. Thank you all for watching, and we will catch you next time. Take care. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>